Welcome to Utah. It's a program dedicated to diversity, highlighting native-born and new Canadians, cultures, and experiences. I'm your host, Brian Funk, and I recently learned a lot about international business, working with others to overcome cultural and language barriers to achieve success. Keisha Paul seems to have figured out the code. Owner of Keisha R. Paul Consulting, and having worked in countries around the world, Keisha knows the value of formal education and practical experience. I wish I could say, like, I had this really typical point A to point B, went to school and everything was perfect. Yeah, it wasn't like that for me at all. Um, It took a while for me to figure out what I wanted to do, but I knew it was always going to be having to do something in business. So I got my my bachelor's from... um, Asper School. And then after that, I went to England and I was working for a training company. Yeah, I was working for a training company in medical aesthetics. So that's anything. Medical aesthetics is like anything that you do, any medical procedure you do for aesthetic reasons. So very, I never thought that I would work for that company, but I ended up doing it. And I was helping people who just graduate, um, start a business. So that was my beginning of my consulting, like learning how to consult. Uh, when I finished my, um, my time there and I came back to Winnipeg, I realized really quickly that like all all this consulting for that industry, I couldn't use because there wasn't a huge aesthetics industry in, in Winnipeg. It just wasn't there yet. So that's when I kind of tried to say, okay, well, I still want to be a consultant. Um, I still, I don't want to work for a huge firm or anything like that. Where could I work? And I was applying for places. And then I found a nonprofit um, by the name of Seed Winnipeg. And I was a consultant there and was really working for people who are getting started with their businesses. And, um, but that's when I was meeting people who are like, just come to the country or like, you know, or let's say we're starting a business for like a smaller standpoint, like just starting baking or just starting a hair salon or something from like a way more like grassroots level. What inspires you to be passionate about helping people and focusing on that kind of aspect? What was it that you're like, I want to, you know, go into seed, help this and then create my own consulting firm to, you know, help people create their business or, uh, you know, help them succeed? Well, I really, like, during my time, especially in England, I really realized that, like, and even in in Winnipeg as well, I really realized that, you know, there's a lot of help that comes from being super connected and knowing a lot of people. And there's so many strides that can come from just being in the right place in the right time. Unfortunately, if you're not in that situation, there's not a lot of help for you. And I've experienced that on my own, but I thought I was kind of like one of the only ones because, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't come from a certain background or all those type of things. It's, I always felt like it was always just me going out in the, the bigger wide world and realizing, no, it's, it's not just you. There's a lot of people who struggle just because they don't know the lay of the land or they, they're not networked with the right people. And as I beca- got in a position of like, kind of having an opportunity to giving opportunities, I realized that people don't just want business information. They want to know how to be successful. People want to know how to 
how to move forward in the cheapest, easiest, stressless way, you know? And I realized as I was consulting, I'm like, you know what, this, this is actually what people need. They don't just need like, Oh, how to make a, you know, how to file my taxes or yeah. You know, you can get that if you Google it, you know what I mean? But what isn't out there is like, how, how do I make friends? Like, how do I, you know, and how valuable is that? I find, sorry to go on a tangent, but I realized that a lot of the time when newcomers come to Canada, they think what it takes to succeed is just being the brightest or um, be, having great grades or having the right degree. And you know what? It, it really isn't about that. It's a, it, yeah, of course those things matter, but it doesn't matter nearly as much as making sure that you're well networked, maybe making sure that, you know, people can relate to you, making sure that people are seeing past some of the superficial differences and actually getting the content of your character and, and what are the barriers that is stopping that from, from shining through. I, I really think those are the areas that I, I help people with in addition to business, you know, in, in addition to business consulting, but I think those are the real areas that I, that I help people with. And, and to answer your question more clearly, as I realized that that was something I, I was gifted at, at providing for people. I really focused on doing that, you know, as efficiently and as, um, as, um, effectively as I could. So you're inspired to get involved in this and helping people overcome those barriers, uh, for yourself as a woman of color, what were some of the barriers that you had to overcome in the workforce? I mean, uh, there's, uh, unfortunately, um, biases and prejudice in the in the corporate world i would almost have to take that question like a step before because it's not like you all of a sudden just realize there's all these issues where you like fill out a job application it's when you're in school and you know that you know i'm different like you know i I feel like i have a very pleasant like easy name but going through elementary school you would have hardest name in the world to say and 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 that's when you start to realize when you're a little kid is that um okay if I do the exact same thing as all of my friends I, I might not get the same results as them I might have to do things a little differently I might need to do things a little bit you know better so some of the challenges that I needed to overcome was First of all, to realize was that pretty much that I may have to work harder if I want the same results. I may have to do better. Um, Also to realize that there's going to be people or there there are people and and, and they're not even trying to be bad to me or negative, but there's people who are going to look at me and there's a barrier up before I do anything. And how am I going to navigate that you know and also i would say lastly you know yeah racism is bad and prejudice is bad and there's all these things that are bad but um so what like it's almost like nobody's gonna those things exist if you really look at it right now this is the best time in the history probably of canada north america let me say that 
to be a, a you know a minority and as much as everybody there's so much negativity out there and they're they're rightfully so it's the best time there's it's not going to get better than this anytime soon so with that being said it's like okay what am i going to do what how am i going to use this to benefit me because if i just look at all the negative aspects like you could drown in them you know it's not to say they're not there they are there 100% but um it this this is it you know and i'd say lastly and it's kind of a challenge but it's a good thing is that you can there are people who are trying to help you there are people who are seeing like you know you're out there giving it your best shot and you know there are people who want to help you to not close your close your um your your vision to 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 people who are out there who are trying to help like for example like yes i am a woman of color i mean some of the people who who have given me the greatest opportunities and greatest shots are caucasian people you know like because i think they they saw um that I was just out there flailing sometimes, like just trying my best. And, and I didn't, I didn't know all the right people. I didn't know, have the, the, like know exactly what to say or, um, but they were there willing to help me. I think sometimes when you, you can put yourself in a box and you can also put other people in the box as well and subconsciously refuse help and refuse opportunity and um i remember when i was living i lived in the states for a short time when i was in junior high and this example of exactly what i just explained but like i had a guidance counselor and uh white guy and uh great man and he brought me to his office one day and he's like hey like keisha there's this this camp and it's like a fully scholarship camp. It's at a university campus and you get to do all these fantastic things. And, you know, we're choosing you to go. And I remember thinking, well, that's kind of strange. I've only been in this school for a couple of months. Like how, why me really? And, um, I remember asking him like, why are you giving this to me? And he kind of fumbled around and said some stuff. And then after that, he was like, I just said, you know, and I did fairly well in school, but, but still, it just seemed like you, you guys don't even know me. And then finally he said, uh, or I had asked, like, am I getting this because I'm black? <laughs> he was just like, he was like, you know what, Keish? What if I said you were? Like, what if? He's like, guess what? Someone's getting this scholarship. Why not you? Like, just take it. And, and I think that's the thing. Like, what I mean, like, you can with some of the worst things that come with discrimination and, and um, biases is, is what you do to yourself, what ends up getting inside you. It's not even what everybody else is having, what, what gets inside you. And I was willing to disqualify uh, or not participate in something that was life-changing for me because I didn't like being chosen, like why I was being chosen. And I think um, over the years, just to realize I don't care how I'm getting like a, a hand up, like I, I'm going to take it and make the most out of it um, and deal with some of the other, the other societal issues a little bit later after I, <laughs> I kind of capitalize on whatever opportunities I'm being given because 
you know, until just recently, there there hasn't been um, a lot of acknowledgement of some of the challenges that um, minorities have had to go through. And so with that being said, like, yes, it's great that it's happening now. But with that being said, for me, at least it was, hey, if somebody's giving you something, like take it and say thank you. And uh, you can deal with that, all that other stuff later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you've found success and you have an opportunity to kind of address those uh, issues later on. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. And, and and with all that being said, like, I'm so happy that there has been a change in our society. We, we are more open to conversations about uh Rate, uh, you know, how systemic racism and prejudice and bias, but um, what before, uh, you know, a short time, not long ago, but, you know, it almost seems like long ago when we weren't having those conversations, the challenge was just make it through, just get through it, you know, and it's okay if, you know, people don't necessarily understand you or whatever you can deal with some of that stuff um on your own uh it's it's not that everybody has to like you uh not everybody has to totally understand you but it's it's that you do need to get your foot in that door by any means necessary yeah so you've worked all over the world with a lot of different people how do you adjust your mindset when you're working with uh, people in a different country who have different values or cultures? How do you have to shift your mind around there? You almost have to have like a non-North American business style. And what I mean by that is when, you, when you're educated in or, or grow up in Canada or the U.S., you have this idea that there's like this universal way of doing business. You, you know, somebody could be wearing a turban, somebody else could have an Afro, somebody else could be, you know, com- um, you know, in a business suit. And it, in North America, in Canada, there's almost this, this idea that we're here, so we'll all do business the exact same. And then you go to a place like England, and you have people from Saudi Arabia, you have people from Nigeria, you have the people from Poland, you have, you know, French people, and then you have the English. And, and if you're in this itty bitty little small island, and we all have to work together. And you know what, the way the English what I learned being in England is the way English do business is, uh-uh, no, we do have to adjust to everybody's way of doing business. And I was, I mean, if you want to talk about culture shock, like that was probably one of the biggest ones because I was so arrogant in thinking, no, there's one way of doing business and everybody's doing it wrong except for <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. yeah, quickly I learned the like, no girl, like, um, it's not like that. And there's many examples, you know, you go to Harrods, which is like the shopping department store in, in England, like saying that is such an understatement. It's owned by, by, I think either Qatar. Yeah. I think Qatar or Bahrain like owns it. It's in England, you know, it's the premier shopping center. One of the ones in the world and it's owned by Qatar in the middle of London. You know, um, if you can go to a restaurant in there and they speak to you in Arabic first and then they check to see if you speak English. So, I mean, they've had to adjust and they're one of the major cities in the in the whole entire world. Um, you know, being in Winnipeg, it can really kind of teach you otherwise. It's kind of like, 
oh, well, this is the way that we do things and everybody has to adjust to us. Whereas you can lose a lot of opportunities by not learning that, you know, your way isn't necessarily the right way or even, even if it is the right way. So what, who cares? Like move on and learn. So that's one of the things that taught me really to adjust is there's no universal way of doing business. And, um, and uh, if you're in a in new place, learn their way quick. Um, yeah, that that would be it. Um, I'd say a lot of the time when you're with new cultures, it's it's listening is far more important than whatever you have to say. You have formal education, and in terms of work experience, it sounds like you were just thrown right into the deep end <laughs> right yeah. away. So, yeah. what are the uh, what's the value of having both a formal education? and that practical experience? I think that formal education really improves your critical thinking. It also allows you to be part of the, uh, I have an expensive piece of paper club. And it, it's very it's very valuable just for people who find that valuable. So if you're dealing with anybody corporate, if you want to get, a, you know, a, a, a um, a position at let's say a, a fancy business or something like that. Like when I say fancy, I mean like one of the top four accounting firms or one of the top four finance firms. You always hear people talk about the top four, top five, and that it matters to them. Those, those certifications matter to them. And if you don't have it, it's that much harder. They want to see that you've put in X amount of years to show that you made up for that. And even still somebody who just, who let's say went to school for six years in a row, straight out of high school and they end up having their masters. Oh, they will, they have a better fancy expensive piece of paper than you. Okay. Well, you know, you're no longer valuable or as valuable as them. Now, when you're dealing with people who let's say are entrepreneurs or have built their own business, um, they don't care that the piece of paper, they know it, it's an expensive piece of paper and they don't care as much. Sorry. I'm just making sure my phone doesn't die on me. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they have the expensive piece of paper and they don't care and it's, they want to see the practical experience. And I, to me now I value the practical experience way more than I ever did the schooling. I, I wish I could go back in time and, put way more focus, not to say not go to school at all, but probably more practical education. As you can see, like with the world right now is a lot of um, the things that people would have spent years and years getting this, this formal education, it's being completely automated. So what's it all, what's it all matter? And I think um, definitely when I can talk with, like in terms of newcomers and stuff, they, they put a huge value on the formal education. And now like it, you're seeing such a huge change in North America where it's just like not going out the window, but it's definitely not put on the same pedestal as it was before. What advice would you give to newcomers to find success in the careers that they're pursuing? Find out exactly what is needed for success. Don't make any assumptions. So you assume that if somebody says to you, okay, well, we value Canadian experience, it might sound silly, but find out exactly what that means. And that could be by actually having a frank conversation with HR personnel and find out, is it that you think 
my expensive piece of paper is not as valuable as that one? Or is it that you're seeing that I might not be able to relate to the team as well? Because I find um, some of the the areas where newcomers get it wrong is they so value being in Canada that they they don't take any statement with a grain of salt. They're like, okay, Bible, this means I need to do X to get ahead. And then they'll go spend a whole bunch of money and more importantly, time and energy on something that's not even going to get them where they need to be. Um, I think that the, 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 one of the things that they can do is find out exactly. And there's people like me who will help um, figure those things out. But you definitely need somebody who, who will give you the honest truth. Um, even like, let's say you go for a job interview and they reject you. You can still talk to that same person and find out why. And I would say find out why, you know, and, and people will offer that information because you know what? No one wants to see anybody fail. Like nobody wants to see anyone fail. People do want to see people succeed. Um, but unfortunately, us as being Canadians, we don't like to be uh, so saying that straight up to someone is really difficult for us unless the person begs. So you can be that person, beg, find out exactly why, um, what is it that I need to succeed? Uh, also, I would say putting the pressure on um, family members, um, in particularly your kids, to succeed in the same way that you you succeeded or in the way that you think that you should succeed, uh, I would rethink that. Um, I think more, more now than ever, a family unit is the thing that is going to take you further, not just um, resting on the success of one particular person. So when you look at it, it's like, you know, maybe you don't need to go to university. Like, Everybody does need to go to university. You know, I remember seeing an interview with Beyonce's dad, finding out how their family made their first million. It was with a hair salon, you know, like, like I think that like, that's a million, you know, and that was their first million. And he was to put it all into context. He was a top executive for Xerox, which was like huge in terms of sales. And he made his first million with a hair salon. So I think we really need to explore like, not just our notion of success, one, what it means to us personally, but also, okay, if success means money or uh, security, it's like, okay, well, what is the easiest, the cheapest, the, str the most stress-free way of getting to that and then stick on that plan as a family unit, as opposed to everybody just, being frazzled, not having a strategy, running around with chickens or chicken with a head cut off, um, and and flailing, you know. And I think I, I think not just newcomers can benefit from that advice. Canadians can benefit from that advice, you know, because we have a whole bunch of people um, incurring large amounts of debt, and um, and when you look at what it's getting them at the end of the day, and the strategy for getting to where they want to be a lot of time like there wasn't one they just going off this idea it's like oh that's what I was told you know I thought that was gonna be good I thought that was gonna make mom and dad happy and yeah. like, I'm miserable and <laughs> the creditors are calling you know so yeah it, it's uh you know fortunately for me I paid for school myself and I didn't 
take out any loans or anything like that, which is really awesome. But I spent a ton of time in school stressed for like the best quote unquote best years of my life. And I could have done it totally differently, you know? So yeah, I, I try and help my clients um, with, with that, like just benefit from the mistakes other people have made. If you have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight, leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk, and have yourself a good one.